Hello, this is Two Guys One World Cup. I'm James Cook. And I'm Andy White. I can't get enough of the World Cup. Normally, I come back with some sort of cynical rejoinder to what you've said, but I have to confess something, James. I'll just, I'll just put it out there. I, I watched football with someone else. I know, football is our special thing. You, you trusted me to just watch football with you, but... Yesterday I was round someone's house. It was it was a lovely day. We we had a bit of drink to drink, and then somebody said, "Why don't we watch the football?" And then she said, "No, no, football is something just James and I do." And he says, "Oh well, let's just watch a bit of the pre-match punditry." And yeah, we watched a bit of the pre-match punditry. I had a few more glasses of wine, and and then one thing led to another, and by the end of it, we just got through six goals and I had to have a shower afterwards I was disgusted with myself but but I'm here with you today and I'm sorry were they better than me <laughs> I I know now that no one could be better than you to watch football with I'm sorry I had to learn it this way welcome to the show football works Andy you, you can watch it with whoever you like just just make sure that you're wearing protection <laughs> I'll wear protective irony all right so yeah it's very much the morning after the day before we're recording this on Monday the uh, what even is the date I don't even know what the date is all I know about today is it's the group a and b final games what's the actual date it's the 25th of June which I can see from looking at your laptop. Oh, yes, there it says it there. Yeah, it's the 25th of June, so yesterday was a big day at the World Cup, particularly for England fans, because it was the big one. The old enemy, Panama. <laughs> <laughs> England versus Panama, uh, a lunchtime game on a Sunday, and this is the game that you, you were watching. Yes, it was a game you I was watching. You were pouring your eyes out yes. someone else. So you actually went voluntarily to watch... A football game, not for a podcast. Not for a podcast. It the guy organising it was making a curry as well. Oh, I see. So it was it was it was free food and alcohol, and there were some people, other people there I knew from from a pub quiz. Yeah. And so it, it was a more of a social gathering. Was it a bit really? like that thing where you'd get free tickets to Alton Towers if you sat through the timeshare presentation? You know, you get free curry. You just got to sit through the football. Yes. Yeah. Yes, make that exclusive offer to me. <laughs> And I believe you were quite well refreshed while you were watching the game. Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah. I I got through. Um, I don't do it very often because usually you know, weekends I'm driving to gigs, so I always lay off the sauce. But I just had a little bottle of uh, Pinot Grigio, possibly gin on the side. It got a bit blurry after a while. Okay. So, do you remember anything about the game? I remember England scored six goals. Panama scored one. My friend Karen, there was a massive football fan, mm -hmm. was getting very excited and go yes, yes, with with every goal. And my other friend Tony was going, yeah, but, you know, it's Panama, isn't it? Because he's up the Irish background, so of course 
anyone but the English. But to be honest, that attitude is not uncommon amongst England fans. Oh, right. We're very bipolar. Part of us really wants to celebrate this win. We don't get wins like this very often. Mm-hmm. But also part of us is going, come on, guys, it was Panama. But we've played teams like Panama before and not won 6-1. Oh, I see, right. So it was a special, if a bit bonkers, game. I've queued up the goals. Oh, right. We're going to watch the goals and see if any of these uh, memories come back to you. Panamanian fans are jumping about, looking very excited. Oh, that went in very quickly. Who? John Stones, there, the defender with the header. Oh, well done him. So he headed this in. It was it was so quick. I didn't. I couldn't. Well, here's the replay. Here he comes. He gets away from his marker there on the mm. edge of the box. Mm-hmm. See, there's lots of hugging. Yes. It looks like they're slow dancing. <laughs> and, uh, he gets the header in here. Says Lingard is fouled. Ooh. By uh, two Panamanians. Oh, I mean that's how to take a penalty. It is. Was that Harry Kane? That's Harry Kane's penalty there. Taking the penalty. Yes. Boom. Boom. The great pity is that yeah. in penalty shootouts he'll only be allowed to take one of them. Mm. In the inevitable penalty shootout that we lose. Yeah. We. Ooh. Lingard's yeah. goal. Yeah. I like the way that when he scored the goal, it put up on the screen. BBC Portland said, "What a goal." Because yes. I, I need to have my emotions cued like that. Yes, Lingard's goal, probably the best one of the game. And then he What's does, that? His, does that? a little dance thing. And what the, what the fingers? I hope that, well, there weren't two middle fingers there. No, no, they weren't. Oh, good. They're just showing that goal over and over again. Might as well enjoy it. There's so much gnashing of teeth and wailing when England lose. We might as well enjoy it when we don't. <laughs> oh, boom, oh. boom. There we go. That's... Uh, the fourth goal, another one for John Stones. Yes, with with his head. Yep, another header from John Stones. Central defender now has two World Cup goals. So he's and he's doing that with both of those with his head. Mm. Does does he use his feet? Presumably, traditionally that's how centre halves score goals with headers. Oh, they come it? up for set pieces, right? So and then this was the corner where look more slow dancing, but it got a bit violent. So there was another penalty. There's been a lot of fouling like that. I mean, obvious fouling, not just oh, looking the other way whilst an elbow goes in the face sort of thing. Because what, me? But proper tackling. So another, another penalty for Kane. So 5-0 at half-time. And then this is the final goal. Yeah. He was just... This is, the <laughs> goalkeeper just given up at that point. So, yeah, yeah. No, he just hits the back of his heel and deflects in. Yeah, so Whatever. <laughs> And, so, and that's Kane's hat-trick. And people are saying it's the worst hat-trick that's ever been scored. The worst hat-trick? Yeah, because it was two penalties. Yes. And then the last one just hit him and went in. But he had, so, to, be, he had to be there to be hit, though, didn't yes, he? Yes, he did. You're absolutely right. Yeah. This is kind of tongue-in-cheek. But he is now the top scorer in the World Cup, as it stands. Oh, he has well, five yeah. goals. It's not normally like this, Andy. Yeah, well, I was I was going at that because at the end of the first half, five goals mm. had been scored, and I was saying, oh, so presumably then, um, well, they'll be a bit tired next half. We'll just have another two, maybe three goals in that, and then it'll be eight now. It's often the way when a team does really well in the first half and is four or five up at mm-hmm. half time. In the second half, there aren't that many more goals mm-hmm. because they take their foot off the gas psychologically. The other team are broken. Also, in Nizhny Novgorod, where this took place, it was like 32 degrees 
Crikey. while they were playing. So they're playing it in soup, essentially. So it's quite understandable that in the second half they slowed it right down. I heard about this once. Did they do that thing to prepare them for the game of training in bin liners? I haven't seen any pictures. I know what you mean. That yeah. has definitely has happened in the past, but I have not seen any... Images of them training in bin liners. Well, as I say, so they don't, they don't sort of sit inside the, the bin liners. Yeah, it's not like a sack race. No, that's it. But no. uh, they wear bin liners, put arm and leg holes in them because it's supposed to gather the sweat and mm. simulate. <laughs> yeah, I said gather the sweat to James just as he took a mouthful of tea. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely, the, salty tea. And then what they do is they take those bin bags and they put them on eBay. Footballer sweat bin bags. Oh, and they make a lot of money for charity that way. Panama did score towards the end yes. in a kind of consolation goal. And usually you can't sort of begrudge the underdog getting a late consolation. No. But actually Panama was so thuggish in the mm. first half and nasty that I am a bit annoyed that they scored. Yeah. Some people I was sitting with yesterday, one woman, uh, Claire, could describe them as the, the Panamaniacs because they were so aggressive. Though somebody else said... Well, we're up five. We we should just let them have one. Very, very sporting of them. Yeah, it's very British. Very British. Isn't it? Yes, we'll take over your entire country and steal all your resources. <laughs> but let, let's teach you cricket. It's <laughs> <as> a consolation. <laughs> and that result means that England have qualified for the next round, guaranteed. Yes. With, with one more game to go in the group. England are level with Belgium at the top of their group. Mm-hmm. And when I say level, I mean they have identical records. Crikey. They've both won two, scored eight, conceded two. Okay. So they're level. And in cases like that, it comes down to the head-to-head, but they haven't played each other yet, so we can't count that. Then it goes to disciplinary record. Oh, right. And they've chosen to go with the the team with the fewest yellow and red cards as being the one that should (laughs) advance. That, that sounds <laughs> Yeah, me. rather than going, should we just give it to the dirtiest team? No. And England have two yellow cards mm-hmm. to Belgium's three. Ah. So we're ahead on that. But it's quite possible that when England play Belgium, that game will be a draw, mm-hmm. meaning the records will still be identical. Yes. And then it goes to disciplinary record. If England pick up one more booking than Belgium do, mm-hmm. that will be level. Can you guess how they separate the teams after that? Oh, my word. Knowing what you know about football, what other things could they use to separate teams who finish level on points? Because it does matter, because it matters yes. who you go on to play in the next round. Right. Oh, right. Let me think now. So it would hopefully be something related to skill and uh, prowess in the game. So something like the... Uh, amount of possession of the ball overall. Okay, it's yes, a percentage of possession in their games. Yes. yes that, that could be a way. Okay, but I assume it's not. No. Okay. So it's quite a sensible suggestion. That's quite sensible. The number of goals not that weren't penalties. Okay, it, so to take away the number that weren't penalties. Yes. And so goals from open play. Yes, that's that sort of thing. All yes. right, yeah, I suppose so. Okay. If I was going to go really wild on this and to have something that's nothing to do with skill competence or anything like that i'd say random draw 
Yes, that is how they do it. That is how they yes, do it. Yes, that is the answer. They draw mm. lots. All right, then. <laughs> if it's completely level after okay, that. Okay, then. They're still drawing lots. They haven't come up with a better solution. Mm. I quite like the idea of uh, whoever's conceded the fewest corners. But no, they draw lots. Oh. That's right. And it has happened in yeah. the World Cup. It hasn't eliminated a team, but in 1990, Holland and the Republic of Ireland finished completely level mm-hmm. in their groups, and they drew lots to see who would play Germany and who would play Romania. Um, and so Holland went on to play Germany and they lost and Ireland went on to play Romania and they won so it, it does have a bearing and it's, it's strange that that's still part of the rules but also uh, and we, we talked about this on another podcast that the draw might be easier in inverted commas for the team that finishes second in the group you'll have to remind me why first first of all well, it's my not... memory's bad and secondly because I'm a, still a bit hungover <laughs> from yesterday depends on where the other teams finish in other groups yeah but it's possible as it stands that one sort of quarter of the draw will have mexico and switzerland and japan yeah and it's possible that the other possible quarter will be colombia germany and brazil and it's likely that that will be the quarter that the winner of the group goes into and the second place will go on to the one that looks a bit easier yes but having said that mexico are playing really well Mm mm-hmm and Germany and Brazil aren't really playing well yeah. yet. But you have to confront the idea yeah. of Germany and Brazil, and that could have a psychological impact. Yes, exactly. And Germany and Brazil are the, exactly the kind of nations that can come good after a slow start. Right. There is much debate online from England fans about how they should set out in the game against Belgium on Thursday afternoon. Should they pick their first-choice team? Should they be going all out for a win? Or maybe they should pick... The uh, players who haven't had a chance to play yet, mm-hmm. and maybe take it a little bit easy, try not to get any injuries or any suspensions. Most of my limited knowledge, which is drawn mostly from watching the film *The Damned United*. Oh yes, with uh, Michael Sheen as oh, Brian, Brian Clough. Clough. And uh, Timothy Spall as... Peter Taylor. Peter Taylor. What happened in that was, Brian Clough became obsessed with beating Lee when he was in charge of, was it uh, Nottingham or Derby? This is at Derby. This is at Derby. He was obsessed with beating Leeds. And Derby were going to be playing Juventus in the European Cup. And the sensible thing to do would be to put on your second best team against Leeds so that then your best team would be fresh to face Juventus, who was seen to be mm. superior team. But he was so obsessed with beating Leeds, he put on his best team against Leeds. And Leeds at that time had a reputation for playing the sort of football that would make the Panama team <laughs> look like Boy Scouts. Derby were clobbered, and in the film, the captain of the Leeds team shakes Brian Clough's hand, well, Martin Sheen, and says, yeah, good luck against Juventus, smirk. <laughs> and they went on to subsequently lose against Juventus. So I would think if I, with a sensible head on, put some of the less experienced players on yeah. this one. So, so they can get a run runabout, get some experience, but save your better players for the for the knockouts, for the knockouts, which we are in, mm-hmm. and Belgium are also in exactly the same position we are, so they may do the same. Yes, it's it's game theory, isn't it? Yes, it's the prisoners' dilemma. That's right. Yes, prisoners. If they both put out their second string teams, yes, it's just going to be a reserve match, mm-hmm. which is fine. Mm-hmm. What if one team put out their first 
choice team. The other one put out the second choice team. And the second choice team won. Mm. I mean, that's going to knock the confidence is it? of one. Oh, it's so complicated. But a lovely position to be in. Yes. Because at this point in the last World Cup, England were knocked out. Ah. So, <laughs> yes. And more teams have been knocked out since we last met. Uh, Costa Rica have gone... South Korea are gone. Yeah. Tunisia and Panama yes. are gone. And Poland have gone, which is a big surprise. They're apparently the eighth best team in the world, according to the rankings. Oh, but yes. one goal, two defeats, they are out. Oh, my word. They were beaten quite severely by Colombia. You could say they were caned by Colombia. <laughs> <laughs> why? Oh, right, then they were, they were Shakira'd by, by, by Colombia. Kate, why caned? Is that what they grow there? Oh, like... Uh, cocaine. Oh, cocaine. Cocaine. All oh, right, okay. Cocaine, you see. I'm still thinking of Harry Kane. Oh. <laughs> I'm thinking about him pretty much constantly. <laughs> He's so dreamy. <laughs> we are now halfway through the tournament. Oh, yes. Andy, in terms of games rather than time. Yeah. Uh, so we've had 32 games Crikey. in the last 11 days. There are 32 more, but it's right. going to take three weeks to play them. They get a bit more spread out now. I thought you were going to say they, they, they get longer, the actual <laughs> games. Yeah. <laughs> the final is six days long. <laughs> That'd be like something out like the running man. Yeah, we just keep playing until only one team is left alive. <laughs> That's just how it feels. <laughs> Are you enjoying it? Oh, um, I'm, as I said, I'm not enjoying the actual watching, but I, I am enjoying the talking about. Yeah. Now, is, it, is it Gareth Southgate? Yes, the manager. So he must be very pleased. It must be almost worth that dislocated shoulder. Yeah, I don't know if you saw in the clip we just watched when he was celebrating. He was celebrating with one arm only. He's uh, <laughs> kind of punching the air with one arm. Mind you, you, you've been accusing him of one arm celebration. <laughs> yeah, I have. There's no, <laughs> I don't know, it's just a theory. <laughs> we all do it, Gareth. Perfectly natural. In a hotel. Who knows what channels they've got on Russian hotel TV. Oh, one other story from the weekend was uh, Germany. I don't know if you you uh, heard about what happened with them. Nope. Okay, so they lost their first game. Oh, right. One of the mild surprises of the first round of games. Yeah. And they were playing Sweden, knowing mm-hmm. that if they lost, they were out. Right. Which would have been a huge shock because they're current champions and everything. Yeah. Sweden scored in the first half. Yes. So 1-0 to Sweden at half-time. Germany, 45 minutes away from being eliminated. Oh. Five minutes into the second half, Germany equalise. Okay, so one all. Yes. And Germany, that meant they had one point, which meant they escape elimination, but it makes qualification very difficult for them. Right. Then with about 10 minutes to go, Germany had a player sent off. So suddenly they're down to 10 men against the 11 men of Sweden mm-hmm. and then with 15 seconds to go in the game the 96th minute Germany score cracky that's Hollywood script writing at its best but with the Germans winning yeah <laughs> and that is the most German thing that's ever happened at the World Cup is it just that the ability they have the mental ability to never be out until they're out oh, that's you know what I, mean? I, I admire that so, so never give up until they're in the bunker <laughs> <laughs> with oh, Berlin surrounded oh get over it um, <laughs> of course uh, we all know they can't be knocked out of this until they have to play in Stalingrad <laughs> that's going to take it all out of them <laughs> but here's the thing I was looking at uh, some stats on this Germany have yes. been to the semi-final of every major competition uh, since 2006 oh, yes. so every two years since 2006 yes. they've been to the semi-final in this country we mythologise and eulogise about the 1990 World Cup. 
right. and the 1996 European Championships yes. when we got to semi-finals. Mm-hmm. That happens to Germany every two years. Do you think on their TV they go on about their semi-final defeats from, hey guys, remember in 2010 we got to the semi-finals? No, they wouldn't. they go, well... Four years later, we won the bloody thing. So Yeah, yeah. There would be a, a different level of expectation there. I yeah. Yes. I, I mean, it's nice that we kind of remember those tournaments with fondness. Yes. But we also didn't win. Perhaps they would enjoy football if they lost more. Yeah. yeah. They don't really understand it. No. The Germans. <laughs> it's too easy. It's yes. too easy for them. Well, why is it... I don't know if you've gone over this before. Why is it that the, the Germans do consistently better than the English... Um, over this period? Well, the things you're supposed to look for, population size, yes. they're a bigger country. Yes. GDP, mm-hmm. they're a richer country. Yes. Football pedigree, yes. they have more of that. But also, there's the theory that because they are in the middle of Europe yes. and connected to other European countries mm-hmm. by land, there's more of a network of shared best practice amongst the European nations. Right, so it's, just, it's easier easy to travel. It, and it's easier for them to learn from each other. Right. Whereas because of us yes. and the channel yes. and also our mentality. Oh, right. So I was going to say that I imagine mentality would matter more because we, we have aeroplanes and boats and even we've even had a tunnel yeah. between us and Europe. It is, yeah, but it is mentality. It is mentality. With our mentality of, no, this is our way of playing and it, it will be the best eventually. <laughs> That's been the, the English attitude. Even when Germany aren't very good, yes, they get far in the tournament. Mm-hmm. It's like tournament management that they're really good at. Right. They don't really care about 1966. No. Even though they were the losing finalists. Because since then, they've been to maybe five or six World Cup finals. Indeed, yes. Of which they've won three. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the fact that Germany aren't playing very well now, mm-hmm. but they managed to get that victory against Sweden, I think is incredibly ominous. I was very tempted when they were 1-0 down at half-time to see what odds there were on Germany winning the World Cup. Yes. Because that would be the best possible time to bet on them. <laughs> well, that's getting <clears throat> closer to the to solving the mystery in my head. I like to break everything down into explicit rules. Yeah. And uh, features. Yeah. But, thing. you know, but also football is chaos. No matter how much mm-hmm. England trained, I mean, you could see the goal they scored from the free kick where, you know, it came in and the, mm-hmm. the header from Stones and everything. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff you can work on in the training yes. pitch. Ruben Loftus' cheek shooting it, ricocheting off Harry Kane's mm-hmm. ankle and going in. Yes. You can't legislate no. for that. That no, just no, you can't. happened. You know, they work really hard on working out formation and working out tactics, and the other team do the same. And then they all get on the pitch, and then someone puts a ball in the middle of it, hmm. and who knows where that's going to go. So there, there is an element of luck. Yeah. And I think that all the luck England didn't necessarily get against Tunisia, right? they got yesterday. I know you say football is chaos, but is there a way of training for chaos? I, I can think of a naval analogy. Belly buttons. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Shouldn't stare at their navels. <laughs> see a seagoing analogy. You can't control the weather of the sea. Mm. But what you can do, perhaps any if anybody has experience of being in the navy, they might correct me on this. What you can do is learn how to prepare for bad weather at the sea. How to work under different sea conditions, as Hamlet said at the end of the eponymous play, uh, the readiness is all. So you look at the chaos. What sort of things can happen in the chaos? 
And when that happens, how do you react to it? Is there something like that that could be done? Yes, there is. And there's a lot of evidence that Germany have been the best at dealing with the chaos. And that is why they've been so successful. Ah. Classically, England never practising penalties at tournaments. That's not preparing for chaos, no, is it? No, The Germans always did. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're the most successful team ever at penalty shootouts. Teams like Brazil, there's a kind of assumption on their part that their silky skills and attacking flair will be enough. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, you're right. It is ultimately about who deals with the chaos right. best. That is who is going to win the World Cup. And also life. Who's going to win the life. Yes. How do you know you've won at life? <laughs> Is that yours? No, it's not mine, it's yours. Oh, it is. Let's see. Talking about chaos and we've been interrupted. Hello? 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 All right, cut the small talk. What is it? All right, okay, here's what I want you to do, Paul. I want the money, I want it half in German travelers' checks. Half in half in five pence pieces. <laughs> I want you to put it in a carrier bag in a hollow tree. Alright? You do that for me. Okay. Bye now. <laughs> Dealing with the chaos. There you go. <laughs> How do you know if you've won at life? I think you have. <laughs> have I? You have you have just proved that. T- time for me to rest on my laurels. <laughs> Oh, by the way, thanks to everyone who's been giving us nice comments about the podcast. Yes, thank you very much. On social media and in real life. Uh, We appreciate all of them. A friend of mine was complaining that Andy knew too much, and that was spoiling it. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have to give Andy some kind of head injury. (laughs) (laughs) But if you are enjoying it, please, 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 and I know every podcast asks you to do this, but please leave us a review on uh, iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from. Those things really do help because they make the podcast more visible to other people who would like it and who ordinarily wouldn't hear about it. And I listen to loads of podcasts as well. And if I'm honest, I very rarely leave reviews. I I do for the small independent ones because I think it matters more. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we are a small independent podcast. It's literally just us two. It is, yes. On a a sofa. So if you could leave us a review, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, Yes, we would. Please. Please review generously. Yeah. We're going to be meeting up towards the end of this week. Okay, then. We've got two things to do on the next podcast. Okay. We're going to go through our group predictions. Yes. And see who did the best at that. Will do, yeah. And then we're going to make predictions for the second round. Okay. So until next time, thank you very much for listening. I've been James Cook. And I've been Andy White. Ta-ra. Bye. (laughs)